0: What's your main strategy in selling these products?
1: So our main strategy for selling these products um, is kind of creating an environment for our customers in which they feel as if they're part of the brand. So we want to encourage our customers to share their pictures wearing a mirror because we want our customers to be our influencer.
0: Hey, this is Shuvo, and I welcome you to e-commerce Growth Podcast. Here, I talk about how you can turn your e-commerce store visitors into repeat customers. Every week, I bring a successful e-commerce store owner or a thought leader, know the untold game plan behind their success, and share them with you. In our today's episode, we have Zainab, the founder of Amida Apparel. Born British with roots divided between India and Pakistan, Zainab chose Bangladesh as her place to practice her hand at business after her graduation. Through Amira Apparel, Jainab has made the female attires with exclusive Pakistani and Indian ethnic touch accessible to the middle and higher middle class of the country. Today we'll learn from Jainab what helped her in making Amira a popular brand within 1.5 years.
1: So um, actually it started with my father. Um, He started his journey in the garment industry at the age of 16 in England and uh, eventually he launched his own manufacturing unit in london but unfortunately for him the labor cost started rising in england so he made a remarkable decision to move to Bangladesh, and um you know he said that and this was back in the 1990s so he said that he saw a huge potential in the country and um you know the Talent the country had to offer for the garment sector. And then I came in the picture and uh, I studied from AISD and I was just mesmerized to see how Bangladesh grew as I grew older. And every year there was something new the country had to offer us. Um, for example, you know, you'd know you be gone for a couple of weeks for a holiday and you come back and there's a new infrastructure being built in your neighborhood. neighborhood. So it was pretty um, awesome to see how constantly the country was going through development. And then I went to London to complete my higher education. And I always knew I was going to come back to Dhaka to join my family business. So I started doing more research in Bangladesh. And I was just fascinated to see how fast the country was growing, along with the exponential economic growth. So when I returned from London to Dhaka, my father and I discussed regarding expanding the family business. And so, you know, it was pretty obvious that a country that was... um, uh, booming with growth, that uh, it was filled with opportunities. So my father and I uh, made an executive decision that, okay, we wanted to create a product to serve the domestic market of Bangladesh. So the main question came down to, okay, what would this product be? And it was a no-brainer that um, we wanted to create a product um, that we were we were familiar with, that we knew uh, a lot about, so that was apparel. So I started doing more research on the retail industry in Bangladesh, and um, I I found a few lacking, a few gaps, and that's when I created Amira.
0: What are the gaps you saw?
1: So the major gaps that I saw in the Bangladesh market was that a lot of the female and male customers in Bangladesh, they were, uh, you know, they were more interested in purchasing products from the neighboring countries such as India and Pakistan. They preferred their design. They preferred their trends. They preferred their fabrication. And uh, what I realized the other retailers in Bangladesh were doing about this is um, they were bringing the trends directly from India, directly from Pakistan and putting it in for the Bangladeshi market. And Mm -hmm. I thought that was quite a mess because... Not all trends worked well for the Bangladeshi mar- market, you know. Another disturbing thing that I've seen is that a lot of customers in Bangladesh will easily name the top five brands from India and the top five brands from Pakistan, but the s- same can't be said about the uh, customers from India, the customers from Pakistan. So that was the major issues that I have saw in the retail industry in Bangladesh.
0: Yep, completely makes sense. I can also relate to these stories as well. So when you found out this problem, like the gap in the market, what did you came up with? What was your main product?
1: Um, So the main product, um, my vision for the company is to be an artistic and innovative fashion label in a global market. So right now, since we're just starting with Bangladesh, our focus was, okay creating very, you know, we're we're kind of making a fusion of garments. So there's going to be more of like the Western and the traditional aspect in our garments. We're trying to create more abstract prints instead of those, you know, very traditional type of um, uh, symmetric designs. And um, so what I'm trying to do is kind of merging both the Western and the Eastern wear together. So I've created something called Fusion Tops. And those are one of our, um, you know, biggest sellers Uh, customers are liking the fact that okay they're a little modern because they're not super long the the length of the Mm camisas or the fusion tops and, and and then they have a little bit of embroidery or they'll be with print and embroidery so it's it's been a great hit for us
0: looks like you have given a lot of thoughts in the product so what's your main strategy in selling these products
1: so our main strategy for selling these product um, is a kind of creating an environment for our customers in which they feel as if they're part of the brand. So we want to encourage our customers to share their pictures wearing a mirror because we want our customers to be our influencer. Um, we want uh, you know because what they send us, the comments, the feedback is the most, real feedback you'll receive, you know, and it's the most beneficial for our future customers. And, um, you know, we want to, to create creative content um, because we all see that TikTok is booming globally. And I believe the reason for that is because they have a lot of creativity, a lot of, you know, entertaining, fun, magical kind of contents being created in that pl- platform. So, um We wanted to kind of merge that with Amira. Um, You know, we're not just about creating trendy fashion, but also creating trendy content for the customers. Um, We want to adapt with what customers are, you know, being habitual to, are liking. Um, So the kind of merging um, our products with the trendy content. So if they're Mm -hmm. seeing all these fun contents being put up online, why not have our products in that video so that customers can also purchase those products while having, uh, you know, a fun while well, watching the video.
0: I think one of the main reasons of TikTok's growth is basically the, I would say, fun-sized and also very small-sized videos. So uh, are you are you doing the same thing? Are you building yeah. videos or making contents that's very bite-sized and uh, also consumable to the customers
1: yes yes uh, that's exactly what we're doing you know like i said earlier that it's very fun to watch a tiktok video because just from a snap of a hand the outfit change so it's 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 really fun to watch something like that and if you're interested in okay what is this uh, model or influencer wearing and how is she changing or okay that looks great on her maybe mm-hmm. it'll look great on me so it's a it's been very useful for us to use a similar
0: Makes sense. Uh, Looks like you're focusing a lot on building the brand Mm -hmm. and creating the trust as well. So building the brand is not an easy thing, it Mm -hmm. takes time. So what's your steps or what's your strategies to build the brand?
1: To building a brand, the main strategy, we wanna focus on our product. So regarding the product, we want to make sure it's unique, it's trendy, um, It's high in quality, but at the same time, the price that we are keeping in the product for the products is also very reasonable compared to the rest of the market. Main strategy that as a startup should do initially is to find a problem in the market and find the solution for the problem. Like I said earlier that a lot of people in Bangladesh, a lot of customers are, you know, more interested in purchasing a product from India or Pakistan. So why is that the issue? Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to resolve that. Amira is trying to, you know, fight these um, issues and see what we can do.
0: Makes sense. I have seen a lot of entrepreneurs thinking a lot over the product, which is good because product is important. But in a competitive market, when you are into the apparel market, this is massively competitive. A new brand will almost come into play each day, not only from the country, but also regionally, also globally. And with the advancement of, I would say, the globalization, people are not now bound to buy products only from the country as well. They're also buying products from anywhere. Yeah. So the thing is, uh, the market is getting much more competitive and to win the market, you need to have a very good, I would say, growth strategy as well. So in terms of your growth strategy, uh, what we have known so far that you already have three offline stores, mm-hmm. uh, which is helpful to build the brand. I can understand because offline is something where people can go and see the product, try it by themselves, and that gives them the initial trust. Uh, we heard that you are also opening up a new store uh, as well and you have an online store as well. Yes. So what's basically your growth strategy looking like? Are we going to be more focused on the offline or going to be more focused on the online or there will be a combination of both and whatnot?
1: Um, definitely a combination of both. Um, the reason we launched the online website along with our store is because we know that, you know, Globally, the whole world is moving towards online. There's a rise of technology and, um, you know, the new millennials, they're all about online. Right. So to target them, we definitely want to also focus on online. But at the same time, because. You know, a traditional retail brand, they definitely have um, outlet offline stores. So we also want to focus on offline stores because a lot of customers are demanding us with the stores around Bangladesh. So both, definitely both. yeah.
0: Makes sense. So again, I think in terms of online, what we have seen that, uh, let's say when you are buying from Adidas website, you'll not think twice because you know that's Adidas. Mm -hmm. But when it's not Adidas, maybe a newcomer in shoe industry, Uh, But if you want to buy from them, you'll always go to the website, check things out, check for reviews, even maybe talk to the customer support and things like that. Mm -hmm. So initially, we can understand it's uh, a little bit manual, but I think uh, within time or within a few years, it becomes a lot more scalable. Mm -hmm. So in terms of your uh, online strategies, so what are the areas you are currently focusing on?
1: Online strategy. So basically, we're, trying to promote our contents through Facebook and Instagram. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, we always try to mention, okay, we have a website. Um, We try to push our customers uh, to process their orders through our website, Mm -hmm. because, you know, when we realize, okay, a lot of customers are reaching us to, uh, from Facebook or from Instagram, and they're more comfortable for us to process the order for them rather than them going on to the website and, um, you know, purchasing the product themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, so we always try to create content that kind of describes and is helpful for the customers to understand, okay, how do we process a um, order? A lot of websites, they have different features, different uh, way of processing the order. So we try to make the customer, you know, feel as comfortable, you know, Instead of having a customer service always there for them to, you know, process the order for them, we, we mm-hmm. try our best that we ask the customer, okay, why don't you try it? And obviously, we want to make it as convenient as possible. If they're not willing at all, then we definitely process the order for them.
0: Makes exactly. sense. And what's your basic strategies for your offline store? How do you want to stand out between the competitions?
1: <clears throat> With our offline stores, so definitely when we looked into the interior of our design, we wanted... A feel of okay when you when a customer walks in they feel like okay they're going in for a retail therapy you know they're comfortable for purchasing any product uh, they have fun they try on the garments um, and you know also that segment of going onto an offline store and trying on the products and seeing what looks good on you or okay grabbing a few more which that kind of option doesn't really exist. Oh, if it does, you'll have to buy a bunch of products online. So, um, you know, that's always there as a as an offline option. And, um, you know, you can bring in your friends with you. And it's just a fun environment that I want to create in the in the store. And the decor it's, it's trying to make it seem classical, but at the same time, not as if it's too reserved or it's too expensive for me to even touch a um, product, you know. So we try to focus on the decor of the store. And one thing that I really like to do with my product is name each garment. So I've kind of trained my staff in terms of, okay, if a customer walks in, ask them if they want to see kachamurij. And then, you know, customers be like, kachamurij, I'm here to purchase garments, where is kachamurij coming from? And then you know she pulls out the garment called Katromirch because it's green and red, and you know kind of explain to the customer. It's like entertaining and fun for the customer, and they they have a bit of a laugh, and you know it's it's enjoyable. I want that enjoyable moment with them, or they can even have a product named Fatima. and they're like, oh my god, that's my name! I want to buy this product, you know. So like those are the few things that you know interaction having that interaction in an in offline store that you can't really do with online.
0: So it's a mini show in your offline stores. Sorry? It's a mini show in yeah, your yeah, offline yeah, stores. Yeah,
1: a mini show, yeah. It's
0: awesome. I'll have to take a visit there. Yes. <laughs> uh, in terms of, let's say, growth, uh, we have heard that your company has almost 10,000 orders after the start of the company, mm-hmm. uh, which is not not that much. I think one and uh, less than one and a half yeah, years, right? Yeah. And I, I guess 15% of them are coming from the online store mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm so uh, in terms of all these numbers and the growing strategies whatever worked best for you uh, is this the bite-sized contents or influencer marketing or anything else
1: if we're giving for with influencers yeah it's um definitely working with specific influencers um it's not that you can give out to give out pr to anyone and you know it'll work and all the customers will like it. You know, sometimes even like I said earlier that we want our customers to be our influencers. So if they're sharing product like pictures with us and we post it, a lot of customers like look back at it and they're like, okay, we want this product Mm because it looks great on her, you know, and it's not very commercialized. It's very real because this customer... They have no. they could be plus size women. They have a certain skin tone, so they 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 feel like, okay, we can connect. Maybe this will look if it looks great on her, it'll look great on me. So we've had great response through that and definitely working with specific influencers. and it's not that all products work with all influencers. You know, there'll be certain um, influences where you see, okay, the Fusion Tops look great on her. And a lot of customers just kind of go crazy. Oh, wow, this Fusion Top looks amazing. And it's not just the younger generation buying the Fusion Tops. It's everyone, all age groups are um, purchasing these Fusion Tops. So it's a, it's a, it's a bit of both, both customers' photos and the influence of,
0: All right. So in terms of D2C brands like yours that have that also have, uh, I would say, a purpose, like your company has a purpose, not just selling products. You you have a purpose of taking these brands outside of Bangladesh as well. So in terms of uh, these sort of D2C brands, what you have seen that they're community helped them a lot Mm -hmm. like from the very beginning they're serving people with their uniqueness with their better support and these people at the end of the day built a community Mm -hmm. and this community is just not only about the product Mm -hmm. Uh, this community is also about a purpose Mm -hmm. right and your company also has a purpose so in terms of building the community have you already started of building the community or thought about the building the community any any rationals there
1: Um, I mean, I feel like the community who is already following Amira on our social media pages, Instagram, Facebook, WhatsApp business, you know, account, I feel like... That's already a community that we've already built. So when we are thinking of creating a certain product or finding a new location for an offline store, we can easily go on our story and ask, like, put a poll up and say, "Okay, should we go on Mirpur One or Mirpur Two? Which offline store should we open?" And a lot of customers can directly, you know, share their input with us. So um, you know. I just think we already have a community, if they're already following, if they're already interested in what we are putting up, uh, you know, I think uh, it's it's doing well. It's doing pretty right. well. Right now on Facebook, we have around 60,000 followers um, since one and a half years. And on Instagram, we have around 18,000 followers, about to be 19,000.
0: <laughs> so... In this short span, what do you think your core challenges are, and what are the challenges that you're facing recently the most?
1: Um, The main challenge, um, if it's regarding online, I would say that a lot of customers, even though we have the website and we I actually made, in the very initial stage, a specific photo shoot just for e-commerce, so with a plain white background and all the products just retaken just for e-commerce. And um, when we, when customers like, okay, can you please share a picture of this product? Um, and we'd share them this photo, but they said, no, we want a real photo. And I was a little confused. Uh, what do you mean by a real photo, you know? And they said, no, I want a photo taken from the store and sent to me. And that was a little challenge. Like that was a little confusing for us. Like, okay, this is interesting. I've never seen this before. And um, another issue that I've already mentioned that a lot of customers prefer us to process their order for for them online rather than them going on the website and doing it themselves. Um, and a challenge in our stores and offline stores um, would be uh, basically having. I think justifying our prices to our customers Um, and maybe there's a lack in marketing in terms in terms of that um, but a lot of customers they come in and they kind of uh, talk about okay your prices are too high Um, why is this so high there's no embroidery on this garment it's just print Um, so why is this so high so I think justifying the pricing to our customer is our main challenge right now
0: all right makes sense uh, what are the new things that are coming this year or maybe in a year or two?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, definitely, you know, about the flagship store in Gulshan that's coming up. And um, um, we're basically working on a lot of things. <laughs> um, basically, we're focusing on creating better products, creating, you know, finding like proper creative Fabrication. I re- I'm look. Like I said, our biggest strategy is to look and un- look into the product. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking into a lot of unique fabric that Bangladeshi market hasn't seen before in the retail industry. So actually, when I initially started, I launched with a cotton net dubata and orna, and I uh, digital printed on that uh, orna. So that was very unique in the market because no one had ev- no one in the Bangladeshi in- uh, retail industry has done that before. And so, again, I'm just working with uh, unique fabrications that uh, the market hasn't seen before, trying to test on, OK, what can we do with this fabric? Uh, how can we dye this fabric? How can we bring a new trends into this um, garment? Um, and uh, we're looking into launching more stores, offline stores, and uh, definitely will be focusing on the online store because... Uh, We also want to open up worldwide shipping as a lot of customers um, have reached out to us from Canada, Mm -hmm. UK, and um, even the States. So there's a lot going on with the company.
0: So lots more challenges are there coming.
1: Yes, definitely.
0: Okay, thank you Zainab for being on our show. I think we have learned a lot of things, our audience has learned a lot of things as well. And best of luck for your eCommerce journey. Thank
1: you so much, thank you.
0: That will be all for today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe to my podcast. I'll drop a brand new episode each week. Also, join our Facebook group and subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already. I'll put the links in the description box. See you in the next episode of eCommerce Growth.